0: Hello friends, I'm Luke and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org.
1: The gospel, according to John, begins with a throwback allusion to Genesis. It opens with the words, in the beginning. Well, Genesis also opens with the words, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created. Well, John's book opens up, in the beginning was the word, Jesus. The word became flesh. Which is a way to say that if Genesis is a theological account of creation, John is a theological account Of new creation. This is why today's gospel text opens by saying it was early in the morning of the first day of the week. Jesus had rested in the tomb on the Sabbath, and now it's the first day of the new week in the new creation. And here, Jesus is mistaken for a gardener. Or is it a mistake? On this morning, everybody is asking, Where's Jesus? Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb, sees the stone has been removed. Where's Jesus? She runs and she tells Simon Peter and the beloved disciple that somebody must have moved the body. So Peter and the beloved disciple go on the hunt. Where's Jesus? I wonder if you have ever known how it feels to search for the most important person while you are totally unsure of where to look. Maybe Today, you are Peter. This Easter, you see the empty tomb and you don't really actually know what you're supposed to do with it. Like, maybe you believe in it, but maybe not. Maybe you just walk away and wonder. Or maybe today you are the beloved disciple. You see the empty tomb and you just believe. And if we really pressed you on it, it's not like you would have a lot of answers. It's like, I don't know, faith just comes easy to me. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you are Mary. On this Easter, all you can do is stand at the empty tomb and weep because of all of the losses that life has dealt you. While Mary stands outside the tomb weeping, she turns and she actually sees Jesus but she doesn't recognize Jesus. Man, I wonder how many times that has happened to you and to me. God has actually been very close to us, but we didn't have the eyes to see. Jesus speaks her name, Mary. And it's at this, the voice of God calling her by name that she recognizes. And then Jesus tells Mary this very strange Easter message. Do not hold on to me. This, my dear sisters, brothers, and siblings, is this year's Easter message, albeit a surprising one. Do not hold on to me. Now, you would think that someone in a get up like this, in a place like this, would be telling you that you ought to hold on tight as you can to Jesus and make sure that you always believe all the things fully. But it appears that Jesus Christ is not not all that interested in that. That seems to be another example of us making it all about ourselves. We think that we go looking for God. The Easter message is that God has come looking for us. You might expect me to encourage you, don't be like Peter. Find a way to believe now. You might expect me to exhort you. You don't need to be sad come on, Mary, just believe. Or you might expect me to persuade you that the beloved disciple must be the model disciple because they just believed. I just think that's telling the story from the wrong perspective. If you're sad today, that's fine to be sad in Jesus' name. Like, life is hard sometimes. And like, you got here, and that is an accomplishment. You are here today, and you should celebrate that. And if all you have to bring today are tears, that's cool. And you know what? The thing that I've learned about faith is that some days I wake up and I actually kind of do believe a lot of the things. Like, that happens. And then there's other days where I'm like, am I kidding myself? Like, I don't know, but we're just going to keep going. Wherever you are today, it's cool. If you believe all the things, that's cool. If you don't believe all the things, that's cool. Because the whole point of Easter is that it's actually not about you and me. It's about God. And the cool thing about resurrection is, is that it's a thing whether you and I like believe it or not. That's actual good news. Because otherwise, here's bad news. Me just kind of throwing you back on yourself and saying, you better manufacture a whole lot, whole lot of beliefs so that God is like pleased. That's not really good news. That's the same old bad news recycled. And I don't have any interest in peddling bad news. I encourage you this Easter to resist the urge to turn Easter into another opportunity making it about you. Don't center yourself, just center on God. These kinds of religious games where we make it about belief, they're actually not even that interesting or helpful for turning God's dream for this world into a reality. Easter is about a loving, liberating, and life-giving God. And God is way more interesting than God and my belief, or lack of, depending on the day. Our faiths come and go. That's just how it works. I think that's what it means to be a creature. But it's not about us, it's about God. We tried to hold this God down on Good Friday for good. And Easter is when this God comes back to say, don't hold on to me. I'm a God on the move. Instead, Jesus says to Mary, go tell the others that resurrection, the struggle of life over death, is actually prevailing in the world. And all Easter preachers like me are taking up the mantle of preacher Mary. She was the first Easter preacher. She was the first to proclaim to anybody that Jesus had been risen from the dead. So I stand in her stead today. Jesus encountered Mary, spoke her name, and instead of saying, Hold on tight to me, he sent her out. He sent her out bearing witness to the loving, liberating, and life giving resurrection that is full of limitless possibilities. So today's Easter message for you is don't try to hold on so tight. a God who is always on the move. Instead, go out and find all of the places where this God is already at work. And anytime you encounter love, anytime you encounter liberation, anytime you encounter life-giving rather than life-taking, you will discover that this resurrected God is at it again.